When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. So, JP uh, McMahon is the owner and chef at uh, Aniar and Cava Bodega in Galway. No, I don't know them either, and I've never been there either. But let's go through the kind of things he's been saying. He said the energy crisis is in full swing. Energy have costs have trebled, if not quadrupled. There's wage inflation due to COVID and increase in the minimum wage. That has forced restaurants to raise their prices. He says the greatest insult to those in the food industry is the accusation of price gouging and profiteering. He said, restaurants are accused of ripping the customer off. It doesn't make sense. He said, the return on investment in food in Ireland is next to nothing, which is why many restaurants close or fail to make a profit. He insists it's all about, I'm summarising here furiously, it's a minimum wage, paid sick days, and energy and vat and all this. He also asks the question, is it not the role of business to make a profit? Is that not a problem? Um, And he summarizes by saying, I've worked in the restaurant industry since I was 15. I've owned and run restaurants for 15 years now. I understand the difficulties, the trials and the tribulations, but I am not in this industry to make a quick profit or to gouge customers. That's his defense. As I say, I don't know either of his restaurants. One restaurant I do know, uh, I'd be a regular there, been there many, many times and will be there many times again, is Trebo's uh, Main Street in Killarney. Paul, good morning. Hey PJ, how are you? My, I'm very well, sir. By my observation, you haven't jacked your prices up too high, have you? Uh, no, I mean, we certainly have had to increase them. Um, but I mean, I work very simply on a, on a percentage model. So I, I scrutinize all my costs. I do the best I can to keep my costs down as low as I can. And I apply the percentage formula to it. And that means I make my uh, profit that I require to keep the business functioning. But there's no doubt about it that uh, JP is in a million miles off what he's saying. There's there's quite a lot of, of um, factors that have now caused prices to literally skyrocket. So, uh, and nobody wants to do it. I certainly not. I wouldn't ever price gouge because I'm a businessman and I put myself in as the customer. So, if I was to see fifty euro for a, for a toasty, I'd say nah. They're kind of having a having a laugh there, and I don't go in. But I mean, pricing uh, has certainly skyrocketed in the last um, two to three years for for a couple of couple of different reasons. What would the what would those would you agree with them on energy, for example? 
Well, I agree with him that energy has gone through the roof. However, it's not the energy that's gone through the roof uh, that's the problem. It's a complete useless and inept energy regulator that we have because energy has completely tumbled in the last two or three months and they've done nothing and everybody is still tied in 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 fixed rates for an example i won't name the provider i use but my contract was coming out and i was very very lucky last year i was paying 18 cent before everything all of a sudden changed and i went up to 36 cent a unit for, for electricity I know people who were paying 85 cent a unit and got caught in a fixed contract because they didn't know if it was still going to keep going up or up or up. And now when it came to my renewal, which happened about three weeks ago, my provider offered me, wait till you hear this, a variable rate of 75 cent a unit or a fixed rate of 28 cent a unit, meaning they no more wanted me to go on to a variable rate because they knew the price was going to topple, which forced me into another fixed rate for another six to 12 months. And I know in two, three months that that's all of a sudden going to come down, probably about, you know, 22, 20 cent if, if everything goes, goes you, You'd hope, Paul, but we're being told that all of these prices are locked in because we hedge so far in advance here. Yeah, but I mean, there's only so much we hedge. It's amazing how when prices go up, all of a sudden they go up literally the day after so the cost price in the garage we're told oh geez we have to we have to put it up straight away well what happened to the 12 months that you hedged that before lads when you bought it in at a cheap price so they're talking nonsense so if anyone's price gouging trust me it's not the small bar the small restaurant the small corner shop it's the big boys at the top that are just laughing at us every single day and our, like our regulator hasn't been brought to task and i have even had a conversation with these guys what happened to the windfall tax that we were going to be told i'd love to have my energy prices half again so that i could turn around and take probably six to seven percent off my prices of course i would mm. but so it works for them when they say oh no we can't drop it because we bought for it we hedged for the last 12 months but did you not hedge for the 12 months previously to when it went up yeah simple question but nobody will ask them that yeah and in, in terms of the cost of supplies so your meat your veg your fish yeah the price at which you Sky buy market. those things in yeah, 40% up would be an average across the board. So I'm now paying, this is frightening, I'm now paying for organic salmon. It's not wild salmon, it's organic salmon. I am now paying more for that per kilo than I am for a strip loin of beef. Who'd have thought that? Crazy. A simple thing, every single day, I am getting an email in from a supplier for one, if not up to five, their products have gone up. Now, a Paul, simple, I know you. I know you. I yeah. know. I know what you offer. And I know that you take yeah. great pride in buying as much as you can within 50 miles of your restaurant, correct? Absolutely, 100%. Right? So yeah. what's, why is it going up so much if it's only down the road you're buying it from? Well, yeah, no, it's simple because so so the price, say, that I of my electricity that's gone up is for my, say, my, my fish supplier, the price of diesel has gone up for the fish, uh, the fishermen going out, or the fisher dem, as Sam Smith would say. So for them to go out and go don't, fishing. Paul, don't. So all of a sudden that... So so that's that's a no, so their costs have got so it's a simple chain. So everybody's costs have gone through the roof. And I don't want to sound like a whiny winger restaurateur on, on, on the phone because this is the same in every single business, whether it be a hairdresser's, painting decorator, every single person who's in business at the moment, costs have gone through the absolute roof. And like as I said, majority of businesses are not going to price gouge because I know if I did, I'd be gone. So I'm there 20 years and people know obviously we're not price gouging. Some but people it's, have it's a some, some people have called their prices by by reducing their hours 
Yeah, and and uh, I mean, like, so so there's there's obviously there's ways of doing. It. You either increase your pro- your, and I do a lot of consultancy for business where I say, so you either got to compensate with your prices or you got to cut your costs. And sometimes it's better to close uh, one day a week so you can reduce staff costs. But then what are we doing? Now all of a sudden we've got staff that that aren't working, and so so whatever way you do it, it's going to hurt somebody. And what's what's the answer? What I say to everybody is do whatever it takes to trade in order so that money in is equal to, if not more, than money out. And it's as simple as that. So if you're not balancing the books, you're in trouble. So if I was to drop my prices, because I turn around and go, oh, that might be a bit too expensive for a stake there. If I've done my percentage model on it as to how much I need to charge for it, if I go under that price, there's a good chance I'm going under in 12 months' time as well. What about wages? I mean, there have been a number of adjustments in the minimum wage. Um, yeah. Are they difficult for you to sustain? Well, do you do you, well, do you pay the minimum wage or above, Paul? So, so here's the thing. So, obviously, in in any business, there's wage structures. You'll have um, one or two on minimum wage. You'll have one or two more on higher and on higher, and depending on level of skill and so on and so forth. So, you get somebody in who's doing a, a three month summer, uh, no disrespect, but kitchen porters jobs. First title that came to my head. If they're in and they're probably going to start off on on a minimum wage, and as they turn around and go, "This is the best kitchen porter I've ever had," I'm going to increase his wages. But the problem is, is every time that you knock up the minimum wage, that has a knock-on effect for the guy on the next level, the guy on the next level, and the guy on the next level. And that's where all of a sudden, when I was in hotels 25, 30 years ago, we were like we were coming in at a wage cost of anywhere between 19 to 21%. That was our wage cost for running the food and beverage side of the hotels. It's anywhere from 40 to 50% now. And again, no disrespect, and I don't want anybody to turn around because I have given other solutions as to how we can compensate it, but if you continuously push up the costs, i.e. your wage costs, unfortunately, Unfortunately, that is going to continuously push up the selling price. And the government will always turn around and say, oh, we're, we're brilliant. We're giving everybody. And there's only 75,000 people on a minimum wage here in Ireland. We're giving everybody an extra 50 cent an hour, an extra 60 cent an hour. It is the biggest insult to anyone who's on a minimum wage because most of that is taken off them in tax. They could very easily turn around and reduce or abolish the universal social charge for anyone who's on the minimum wage. They can remove them completely from any tax bracket. They can turn around and incentivize the employer because I play I pay employers RSI on top of that as well. Mm. So they can turn around and say, listen, we'll cut that by a percentage and that will stimulate the economy. But they always turn around and say, no, no, charge more, charge more, increase, increase, increase. Of course, that's going to have a knock on effect to the selling price. It is getting to the point, though, where people are going, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm not not doing this anymore. I'm going to cook at home and I'm going to eat at home and I'll buy my drink from the off license because it is getting too expensive to go out yeah i mean like simply put dining out is a luxury always has always will be it's certainly not a necessity so therefore we're not the ones who are price gouging because you would never price gouge a luxury because you're just people aren't just going to buy it and we are heading in a direction and look hopefully swings and roundabouts and obviously hopefully this economy starts turning around because we need to i I think we're in serious trouble i think we're in the midst of a huge recession even though our government won't admit to it hold on now there a second paul hold on a second now we're at practically full employment you can't can't fill a job. Yeah. How yeah. could we be on the verge of recession when we have practically full employment and you can't fill a job? We're, we're, we're on the verge of a recession because everybody in the last six months, their disposable income is down probably about 500 euro a month. Between increase in petrol, between increase in, in, in mortgage rates. And petrol's gone uh, down. Between incre- huh? Petrol's gone down dramatically recently, but it will go up again, I admit well, that. 
Yeah, yeah, but, but even though it's gone down, well, it'll go up because of the Green Party with their taxes they're bringing in. But it's 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 come down, but it's still marginally higher than where we were. But electricity costs, so electricity costs are still the average household is up about two hundred euro a month on 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 their on their electricity bills. Yeah. yeah. So you you're not going all that into account, and people are doing kind of less. So everybody is seriously suffering at the moment. To me, that's the verge of a recession. Yeah. And you can see by the small businesses that are absolutely being decimated at the moment throughout rural Ireland and indeed in big towns and cities as well. That there's a footfall. We saw in the last week or two, 37% of our accommodation is gone. We that's a whole other dis- discussion. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's gone. So businesses are absolutely being crucified. And we're only going to see one thing within the next six months. And the only reason why we haven't seen it yet is because they postponed the debt warehouse until another 12 months. But come October, November, December, people are just going to go, that's it. I'm out. I can't. Can't keep going. Hmm. You, 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 have, I'm wrong. you have said for a long time that we are an anti-business economy. 100%. We're an, we're an anti-business and a pro-multis. And I understand that the multis play a vital role in the country. Hence, we've got a 10 billion surplus in corporation tax. They have an absolute huge role to play in the economy of this country. However, the small SME, the family-run business, is the backbone of this country because a multi will move to Poland, France, Africa, as soon as they can get a better deal. The corner shop will never move. The family business will never move. And we have absolutely destroyed it doesn't take a genius to figure out look around your own town your own village and the amount of vacant buildings that are there that were once a sweet shop were once a restaurant were once a small bar we have done everything in our power to prevent people so i'm in business 20 years now in in trevos there and and i now and i'm the most optimistic guy even though i give out an awful lot on twitter but i'm the most optimistic guy that i reckon you know pj i'm at the point and saying to myself what am i doing this for to get to the end of the year to turn around and go, I survived. I just about made it. I went another three months in the last 12 without paying myself a salary. I said, well, well sure, I could go pack it all in and go work somewhere for 40 hours and I'd be much better off. And that's what we're forcing. I guarantee you there are so many people, family-run businesses listening right now, saying, thinking the exact same thing. What the hell am I doing this for? I don't need the hassle anymore. There's a question, Paul. If it is, as you say, um, that you're not paying yourself a salary three months out of 12 you are an experienced chef. You could get yourself yeah. a good job. So why do you keep going? Do you, know, do you know what? It's simple. I love what I do. I love my team too much because if I go, that means they go. Uh, a lot of them are with me since day one. A lot of them are with me five, six, ten years. And I will do everything I can. That's why I give out so much. That's why I will do everything I can to make sure that their job is safe and that they've got a job for the next 12 months and the 12 months after that and the 12 months after that. So so I'm a fighter. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Look, that's quitting is walking away from it, in my opinion. And I, I've never quit once in my life. So I do it because I've so many obligations to so many different people. But mm-hmm. there, will, there will come a point, if this keeps going the way it's going, there will come a point where I'll turn around and go, ah, look, what seriously now, I mean, I'm, I'm missing out on way too much in life to, you know, to, yeah. to keep doing this. And I've, I've spoken to so many businesses in, in the last three years, whatever, since, since 2020, and so many of them have packed it in. There may be a few years on top of me, and they just turn around and they go, look, you know what, I'm at that point don't need this hassle anymore. I'm gone. And we've lost so many great businesses. And is, is this why, lastly, Paul, is this why we see so many chains moving in, big name chains moving in, taking over what used to be small family restaurant like, say, Trevo's or here in Cork, any other one you care to name? That's why. Because they can hack it. The small guy can't. So so look at what's going on with the supermarkets now at the moment. When, when we got these fabulous chains coming into the country, I said, you cannot 
charge those prices and continuously make a profit unless you're being offset it against could be uh, tax and VAT employers or so or whatever. And what they were doing was they could take that hit for three, five, 10, 20 years if they had to, as long as they eventually got rid of the small guy. So all of a sudden your small corner shop who was only buying in six loaves of bread every day because it was the same six families who came in and bought them, turned around and said, it's actually double the price that was being charged in the supermarket. I can't do this anymore. So they packed it all in. Now we're seeing prices that have gone up through the roof in these big supermarkets. So what did they do? They eliminated the small guy, the small competition. So in answer to your question, that's exactly what's going to happen in the restaurant industry. When we get rid of all these small businesses, the big boys move in and go, thanks very much. We'll take it from here, lads. And come back to me lastly, Paul, with the the statement I read from JP McMahon's article was, he said, the greatest insult to those in the food industry is the accusation of price gouging and profiteering. 30 seconds, sir. No more. Uh, yeah, no, simply put, as I said, I'm certainly not going to price gouge because I just I wouldn't be in business. And JP, as I said from the start, he's not a million miles off the mark. Yes, of course, we're in business to make money. We have to make money in order to stay open. But most places, especially now, are not taking the mickey with the price they're charging because they'd be gone. Paul, thank you as always. That's Paul Trevo from Trevo's Restaurant in Killarney. Corks 96 FM.